Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 on Rock 102. Um, Whatchamacallit? I don't even have the forecast in front of me. Do you? Um, Do you? It's going to uh, be rainy today. Oh, yeah. Later. Yeah. Uh, chances of fog. Yeah. Tomorrow could be sunny. But, uh, no, I don't have it in front of me at this moment. Well, was- uh... I, I wasn't prepared. I uh, I was doing something in the other room, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I got to get the weather forecast. Here's what I got. Cloudy with fog and occasional showers, high of 68. Tonight, clearing, low of 51. Sunny. Thursday, high of 63. It's 63 now in downtown Springfield. See, I got 62. You were so close. Oh, I'm going off the weather channel. Bill Elmore. Bill or Bob? Bob. Bob. Why don't we got Bill? Yeah, you're going to have to get some uh, 50 to 1 mixed gasoline to fire up your chainsaws this morning. Yes, you are. Anyway, Bob Elmore is going to be coming to uh, Springfield on yeah. Saturday at the uh, Zombie Hideaway. Our hideout. Hideout. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get something right today uh, on Saturday. Yeah. He is a stuntman. Hollywood stuntman. And an with, actor. And an actor with yeah. an impressive lineup of credentials. We'll be talking to him later on this morning. Well, he was uh, he was the guy that was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, but he never got the credit for it, and we'll talk to him about that. I'm sure he's got a few things to say about that. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and there's other stuff, too. So much more. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. ba 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 Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and Black Sabbath with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to rain today with a high of 68. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, after Adidas became the latest company to cut ties with Kanye West, Forbes rescinded his billionaire status. They say he's now only worth $400 million, down from $1.3 billion a few years ago. You know, I don't think I've ever seen anyone commit career suicide as fast as he has. Maybe OJ. But after that, hard to imagine anyone who's let it all fall apart so quickly. Well, I'm sure there's been others. He's just more uh, prominent. You know, he's a more prominent figure to pay attention to. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, he ain't getting uh, any more of that Adidas money. It's all gone. I'm not sure how much more of the $400 he's going to have. I'm surprised that he was making that much. Oh, no. It was a huge deal. Yeah. And you think about it, say five years ago. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of a little goofy, but he wasn't going this far out. He seemed like a pretty good bankable thing. You know what? The uh, the aftermarket uh, on these uh, Yeezys or whatever he's got, that they're probably going to skyrocket now. Right. If you had a pair of those... Before he got bumped from that thing, mm-hmm. that's probably going to be worth a lot of money. Also, uh, Jalen Brown from the Celtics and Aaron Donald from the Rams both left Donda Sports. That's the agency owned by Kanye West. Oh, well, there you go. And even though it took this long for them to kind of jump off the bandwagon, they're like, yeah, you know what? I don't think that we want this guy in charge of our career. You know what, though? I saw an interview about why that takes so long sometimes. It's because there's it's there are these elaborate contracts that they make with them. It's So it's not just... Hey, I'm I'm done with you. 
Yeah. You have to have all this this legal stuff uh, squared away before you say, hey, this is my our reason for leaving. You try to business. bounce out of a contract. It's never just as simple as say, I quit. Yeah. So that's why you know, a couple of people were like uh, wondering why it took Jalen Brown so long. Yeah. It's exactly what you're talking about. That contract was thick and convoluted. Yeah. And that's why uh, the Adidas thing took so long. Of course, they were also pointing out that Adidas has this long history of like, uh, you know, ties with uh, German Führers and things like that. So they don't really have a good history of the anti-Semitic stuff. But either way, Kanye ain't getting no Adidas money no more. Uh, in his new book, Matthew Perry talks about the deaths of his friends River Phoenix and Chris Farley. And both times he suggests that it's unfair that they died while Keanu Reeves lived on. Obviously, he doesn't uh, have much respect for Keanu Reeves. I say, a harsh statement. What? Because what? Keanu was part of that whole uh, drug use thing. Is that what he's saying? That's what I don't understand. He actually disses uh, Keanu twice in the book, both times when he's talking about a friend who died. And yet Keanu survives, and yeah. that's that's got that. Uh, yeah. That kind of gripe, huh? Yeah, and then he goes, why is it the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? That's kind of a jerk thing to say. Well, you know, there's a lot of stories about Matthew Perry being a big fat jerk. Well, he's, uh, he'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all set. Uh, Snoop Dogg's professional blunt roller estimates that she rolls 75 to 150 joints per day for him. It's not clear. He's not if, possibly if, smoking that much. Well, of I'm, I'm guessing it's uh, it's it's his buddies. You know, he's passing them out to other people. I can't imagine that he. There's no way he could be no. smoking that many joints in one day. But uh, you're saying blunts. Yeah. So you're not talking just like a little bit of weed. You're talking about like a substantial yeah, amount of weed in the blunt. A, yeah, very uh, potent, high potency in that weed. Well, hey, he's Snoop. He can do whatever the hell he wants. I suppose you build up a tolerance. Yeah. The uh, scariest horror movie villains of all time were calculated uh, using the average number of kills and jump scares. You want to hear uh, what they came up with? Sure. Uh, Michael Myers from Halloween was number one. Oh, he's a scary bastard. Uh, number two, the American Werewolf in London, an American Werewolf in London, and an American Werewolf in Paris. And that's about it. That's the whole list? Well, no, no, no. That, uh, for that number two. Oh, for it's number like two. tied. Gotcha. Uh, Kayako from The Grudge. Didn't I never, see it. I didn't see any of these. Did you see A Quiet Place? No. Did you see The Den? No. Did you see The Blob? Which one? Uh, like the new one. No. Uh, what about Jeepers Creepers? No. What about Scream? Which one? All of them. No. What about Child's Play? Which one? One. I did see that one. I did see that one. Yeah, I I, I haven't seen any of these movies, so I really can't uh, talk about... I guess I'm just a sucker for a romantic comedy instead. Well, Give me Beaches and Magnolias, Steel Magnolias, and, and you got me hooked. Uh, what's that? Kate and Leopold. Oh, that one makes me cry. Mm. I know you like that one. I heard you mention that several times. Uh, you know how an E.T. Uh, E.T. phones home? Yes. A math uh, company uh, a company did the math and says that if AT&T was used, it would have cost $76 quadrillion at the time. And I don't think that family had it. No. 
by the looks of things, they were you know barely scratching the scratching pennies together to, to pay their bills. Yeah, and the kid was putting a thermometer on the light bulb to, to make him look like he was sick for the day. Now, uh, kids is it, wasting thermometers all day long. Let me ask you this: yeah. Is it possible that ET reversed the charges? It uh, it could be. He could uh, call collect. ET call collect. Yeah, will you take a collect call from ET? Yeah. No. You have a collect call from phone home. That would creep me out if I heard that on the other. That end would of the that line. would creep me out too. Katy Perry was in the middle of a Las Vegas concert when she had trouble keeping her right eye open. People online joked that her clone was glitching and she looked like a baby doll with an eye that kept closing. I'm sad to say I actually saw this yesterday. Yeah. Her eye was all bugged out. Something freaky was going on with that lady. Maybe she got grapefruit juice in her eye. Pulp Pulp flies, baby. It does. And Kim Kardashian and Pete uh, Davidson are, in fact secretly dating each other. It's not much of a secret now. Not that everybody knows about it. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I did anything this secret was when Ray J filled me with baby mayo with his MC Jammer in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Break it down. Can't touch this. (laughs) Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once buttered her biscuits. Mm. Gave her the Wisconsin blow dryer. Uh, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I cracked a Ray J on her peeper with a backdoor blumpkin. <laughs> Spectacular. And Kanye? You know what Adidas stands for? What? All day I dream about Skeet Davidson. That's what's going on. You can take all my Adidas money. I just want Skeet Davidson out of the picture. I think then it would be called Adidas. Adidas. <laughs> Listen, I don't know my little acronyms, okay? I'm just saying that's what it stands for. That's your Hollywood T-Rash and Rock 102. I'm attorney John Heyman. As a motorcyclist, I find... Dose at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. And now, Vax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I'll be honest. I'm not a real big sports gambler. To me, the biggest gamble I'm willing to take is either ordering off the express menu at Friendly's because I'm in a hurry, or to drink a glass of milk on its final day of expiration. Other than that, I like to keep tabs on my money coming in by limiting how much money is going out. But if I had a few million dollars burning a hole in my pocket, I'm sure I might be willing to exhibit some unexpected flexibility. With the World Series beginning on Friday, every betting site, every bookie, every state-approved sportsbook is getting ready to run the numbers between the heavily favored Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. And for most people, their bets are commensurate with the amount of money that they can possibly afford. But for one Texas jackass, there's no such thing as financial caution. Houston-based Jim McIngvale, the furniture magnate better known as Mattress Mac, has allegedly placed a series of seven-figure bets on the Astros to win, with the odds of each of those bets falling between 5-1 to to 10-1 to odds. Mattress Mac has the potential for a spectacular financial ruin, or he will walk away with an estimated $75 million. Folks, by comparison, if I were to take the same odds and place the same sort of money or the, 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 or the money that I would be willing to lose, then I could be facing a potential jackpot of $2,250. That's the difference between me, a guy who tells fart jokes for a living, and Mattress Mac, who sells quality furniture with door-busting discounts. 
How much money are we really talking about here? Well, let's put it this way. There are 10 teams in Major League Baseball whose entire payroll is less than $75 million. You have any idea how many queen-size mattresses and microfiber sectionals you have to sell to cough up $75 million? A lot more than 75 of them. And that, my friends, is why I'm not placing a bet on the World Series, nor am I buying a man's chest from a guy who's about to lose his shirt. But hey, NMMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, a steel chainsaw, the iron, the, uh, the orange and white workhorse. You know where to get one? Rocky's. Where can you get a steel chainsaw repaired? Rocky's again. There's a steel train expert at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Plus, Rocky's does repair and chain sharpening. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613. And John Mellencamp with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 68. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I can go for a candy corn or a circus peanut right now. Oh, God. Why would you put one of those things in your mouth? Well, I'm just reading this uh, thing here that circus peanuts have... Peanuts. Peanuts. Circus peanuts. I don't know what kind of circus you're going to. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even intentionally say that. It just That's came out. That was the weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, circus peanuts have taken have overtaken candy corn as the number one worst candy this year. Even though it's hard to imagine anyone handing out circus peanuts. Uh, yeah, but when I was a kid, it was I always got circus peanuts and uh, yeah. and and candy corn mm-hmm. and uh, Smarties, and I never liked any of them. Yeah, well, he, there's a whole list here. I don't know if you want to hear any of them. Sure. Uh, the people at CandyStore.com released their annual list of the worst Halloween candies, which is voted on by more than 15,000 of their customers. Uh, so here's here's what not to buy. The Circus Peanuts, that's number one. All right. Candy Corn's number two. That was last year's number one. Number three, Peanut Butter Kisses. I wouldn't think that would be, like, the worst candy to have. No, you know what it is? It's yeah. it's one of these things where, you know, they're worried about kids with peanut allergies. Oh. And it's, it's no. it, it's nothing, because, I mean, no. peanut butter kisses sound pretty good to me. You know what it is? Despite the name, they're neither Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or Hershey's Kisses level Halloween candy. So they're just, like, they're crappy yeah. uh, things. Uh, Necco wafers. That's up one spot from last year. They would be number one uh, if there was a list of the chalkiest candies. I know they're made locally, or they used to be made locally, but yeah. they're just not that great. Wax Coke bottles. I remember those. Yeah, yeah. You get you could tear the the the, the you could tear the top of the bottle off and then like chew the wax. Yeah, and then you drink this in powerfully sugared uh, liquid that makes Red Bull look like it's. Water. Yeah, they still exist, believe it or not. I didn't think they'd be making that crap anymore. Yeah. Mary Mary Jane's. They're the chewy peanut butter and molasses taffy type candy. Yeah, I didn't like, those, I didn't like either. those either. Tootsie Rolls. I could do a Tootsie Roll if I ran out of candy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> ran out of good candy. When I was a kid, there used to be a, a, a shoe store in mm-hmm. Attleboro. And if you uh, if you bought shoes at uh, at Silman Shoes, mm-hmm. every kid got a Tootsie Roll. Oh, really? Yeah, that's not bad. I know every kid. No the, kid left Silman's without a Tootsie Roll. A big one or a little one? A little tiny nah, one. Nah, no, you got to get the big long. Nah, one. nah. Well, they were yeah. selling a lot of shoes. They would go broke if they were selling the big size and, know, Tootsie uh, Roll. Good and plenty. I I like good and fruities. 
I don't yeah. like Good and Plenty. Mm, I like the song though. Yeah, Good and Plenty. Yeah, you know, Choo Choo Charlie oh, yeah, was yeah, an yeah. engineer, choo, 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 right? Yeah, that was a good uh, one. Yeah, so th- that's that's your ten uh, crappy candies this year. I the I don't have anybody that comes to my house. Nobody, nobody comes to my house. Nobody either. comes to my house. The only person that came to my house was uh, one of the babysitters for the kids, mm-hmm. just to visit the kids. There was no there was no other reason why that person would come to the house, because uh, I I don't live in a in a neighborhood where there's enough houses on the street for for kids to be trick or treating. Right. So see the problem with me is the last couple of houses I've lived in. Yeah. They just don't. Kids just don't come to the house. Right. So then you prepare with all these peanut butter cups, right? Well, you're going to have to eat all those peanut butter cups. Well, see, that's the problem. Yeah. When, when the kids are not knocking on the door, and then all of a sudden you're left with 14 bags of peanut you know butter cups, you're not going to throw them away. The last couple of times we've gone out, most people have been, like, they don't want anybody coming to their house. Most of the houses are dark. Yeah. That's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to turn off every light in the house. Every light, every house off. That's it. And the only light that's going to be uh, on will be the house. Will be the light least accessible to the street. Yeah, I, that's what we're going to do. The um, are you going somewhere? Am I? You, <laughs> you keep looking at your watch. No, well, like you know what? I, I, I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting messaged from oh. uh, the Hawkman who wants to talk about uh, fake cigarettes oh. and uh, and dot can dot candy on the paper. I mean, oh, yeah. like I, I I don't even know why I'm looking at this right now. Fake cigarettes is the thing that led him to his problem that he's got right now. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't think that's what did it. Oh, anyhow, I. Uh, this Halloween, I'm less concerned about trick or treaters mm-hmm. and uh, and candy. Yeah, you know, I got the Halloween celebration on uh, Saturday uh, Saturday night. Yeah, at the Rumble seat, and that's always a good event. That's always a good time. Uh, but I again am required to go in costume. Mm-hmm. Now I have had a rotating uh, bunch of costumes. Three of them. Yeah. I had uh, the Pope costume, which is a classic. Yeah, and uh, I've been told I'm not to wear that this year. Why? Because apparently somebody thinks I should do something a little bit more creative, which leads me down to two. Okay, so if I put the, if I retire the Pope costume for like another two or three years, which I am likely yeah. to do, that leaves me with uh, my He-Man costume, which is a good one, yeah. or my Devo costume. Now here's the problem: uh, I bought that Devo costume, you know, with the uh, with the energy dome, you know, the flower yeah. pot en- energy dome. Which I still wear around the house quite a lot, but the uh, the full body jumpsuit that comes with it, bright okay. orange—I mean, bright yellow—was uh, purchased under the auspices of one size fits all. Mm-hmm. The problem with one size fits all is it doesn't fit all, mm. especially around the middle. Ah, I see. I may have. I, I may have outgrown this mm-hmm. costume. I have not tried it on, but I'm a little concerned that I may not fit into it like when I purchased it three or four years ago. So if that's the case, then, you know, it's a race against time, and I'm going to have to go to the the nearest uh, Spirit Happle, uh, Halloween pop-up shop yeah. and uh, and try to sift through a bunch of refuse it's been picked over by every other fat guy looking for a costume for Halloween. You, 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 why don't you just wear the Pope costume? Who cares what people think? You're working. Just put on a Rock One or Two shirt and say, "I'm doing my best Bax impression from Bax and uh, Bax and Nail." 
I don't know why you wouldn't be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I've uh, I've considered that, but uh, and yet I've been told, no, 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 you you have to come in costume. And I'm like, okay, well, let's, then you were going to have to settle for what I've got. Right. And if I can't fit into it, then I am going to. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, this one. If I can't fit into it, yeah. then I am going to. Uh, I'm going to go with the old one. If that's the way it's got to be. Well, you got to you got to get into that costume, Bax. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It is a good costume. You can imagine one of the guys from Devo. Little short and chubby. Fantastic. Yeah. Crack that whip! Crack that whip! Give the pack a zip! Step on a crack! Break your mama's back! Well, I'm probably going if my mama comes along, you must whip it. If all the crazy comes along, you must whip it. When something doesn't go along, you must whip it. Now whip it. Into shape. Shave it up. Get straight. Go forward. And move ahead. Try to detect it. It's not too late. To whip it. Whip, whip it good. You have to whip yourself into shape for Saturday. I am. Because you know, they'll probably... The DJ will probably play it. Listen, man, uh, just put the Rock 102 shirt on and uh, call it a day. Or put on, like, a, go get a mask or something. You can wear one of the, or like uh, cat ears or or something simple. <laughs> yeah. Something very, very simple. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it's a, an elaborate thing where people come in very elaborate costumes, and I don't want to look like a jerk, but yeah, I don't want to still look like me. That's the that's really the key to the whole thing. Well, you can. You put yeah. some cat ears on your, uh, your back's cat. All right. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. I'd like to fit into this thing, even if it means i got to strap myself in with Velcro. I will! 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 and The Doors with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 68. Uh, tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Someone suggests that I go as, quote unquote, the guy in the wheelchair that we always talk about. So then I tell the guy in the wheelchair that yeah. we're always talking about that someone said I should go as the guy in the yeah. wheelchair that we're always talking about. And he says, you should go as Hawkman. Yeah, you should. He said, nobody will ever know. <laughs> what do you got, a six vote? Oh. Did you a favor? <laughs> we got, we got the, I told you, we got that Bob the Bike Man. He can yeah, give you, the, he can give you that, uh, that rascal for use. Yeah, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm not so sure how easy it is to get into the building and, and uh, tool around in that thing. You know, there's a lot of people yeah. at the rumble seat for this celebration party, so I don't know. But uh, I'll figure out something. Well, it, 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 nobody's ever had a problem going as a handicapped person before, ever, <laughs> right? Listen, there there are a, b- a bunch of people that have gone yeah. in and out of bars in western Massachusetts that didn't seem to be fully functioning. Yeah, they looked handicapped walking <laughs> out of there. <laughs> we have news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. It's mild and muggy this morning with scattered showers around, some patchy fog as well, temperatures in the lower 60s. For this afternoon, clouds will stick around just a shower here or there. The bulk of the afternoon will be rain-free. It stays mild and muggy. Temperatures top off. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Bank ESB. As a local bank, they got convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. 
Here's a local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Two people were injured in a two-car accident in Springfield Tuesday evening. Springfield Fire said around 6.30 p.m. Firefighters were called to an accident involving two vehicles on Beacon Circle. The two people involved had to be extricated from the vehicles and were taken to a nearby hospital for serious injuries. A photo shared by the fire department shows extensive damage to the front end of one vehicle, and it is still under investigation. The other, uh, get this, um, let's see, where is it? This uh, headline from Western Mass News. Yeah. Large police presence reported police presence reported near state police barracks in Springfield. Wouldn't you always expect a I, large police presence at their gonna, barracks? I was going to say that's like the that's like a, a pretty busy barracks down there. Uh, there's lots of cops down there all the time. Right. Of course there's going to be a large police presence. And then you read the story a large police presence has been reported in the area of the Mass State Police Barracks on Liberty Street in Springfield Tuesday night. Our Western Mass News crew arrived on scene around 9.45 p.m. and saw multiple police cruisers and ambulances. <laughs> this isn't wow, news. You're just pointing out things you saw. Like, that's not reporting. That's, oh, yeah, there was cops down there. Yeah. That's like that's like saying there's a large uh, automotive presence at a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, right. Where else are they supposed to right. go? Uh, anyway, uh, a crew also saw that several cars were involved, including a sedan that crashed into a fence with its airbags deployed. Then why don't you just say it was an accident scene? I don't understand this whole. We have to point out that there was a large police presence there. Yeah, it was an accident scene. And, and you're right next to the police barracks. And you're barracks. right next to the police barracks. It's just, these are the things that bother me. Yeah, I know. I know, Steve. It's a, it's a, it's a shame that more people don't have the same journalistic integrity that you have. Well, I mean, i just, uh just trying to get ahead here. No, I understand. Yeah. I'm just, it's too bad it's not infectious. Yeah, well, I... Uh, Apparently they listen. I know, like twenty two. Uh, apparently listens to us, and then they talk about it in the meeting that they have in the morning when they when they get there. But apparently they don't learn anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> like what. That's like I can just picture that as like one of those uh, those classrooms where you're just sitting there, and uh, you know, Lapis is like you know playing with a yo yo and. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems it's just yeah. a scene that uh, they should be they should be doing better. It just seems that uh, if they're looking for this show to yeah. inspire them towards responsible uh, journalism, I got to tell you, you folks need to amp up your game. Hey, I've said for years, uh, anything we've talked about uh, then uh, that wasn't on local media then pops up like an hour later on Mass Live. Right. Always that does happen. That, yeah. I think they're listening. Yeah, they probably are. The Enfield police are investigating a shooting in the area of Church Street Tuesday morning. According to the uh, department on Facebook, around 8 a.m., officers were called to a report of shots fired in the area of Church Street and Alden Avenue. Uh, Enfield Police Chief Alaric Fox told uh, 22 News there was an exchange of gunfire and a man was taken to the hospital. We're now working to verify who fired what. We do not believe there are any other injuries as a result of that shooting, and I anticipate we will be on the scene for the rest of the day. Police are saying this is not an active shooter situation, as stated by some social media reports. Although, 8 a.m. is pretty early for a shooting. You know, usually shootings happen uh, in the dark hours, typically. Mm, yeah, but, you know, the early bird catches the worm. Don't they, don't they also say that, too? 
I believe they do, but, uh, oh, yeah, the early shot. Yes, the early gunman catches the worm. Catches the worm. Exactly. One person was injured in a Springfield shooting on Tuesday afternoon. You can't really do that whole little Not for thing a shooting. When shooting. Springfield police spokesperson Ryan Walsh said officers were called to the area of Warehouse Street and Island Pond Road around 12.55 p.m. for a report of a gunshot victim. Police located a man that was seriously injured. That victim was taken to Bay State for his injuries. The department is still investigating the incident. No, don't understand what the beef was. I don't know. Where is the, what is it, the, the Warehouse Street? Yeah, it's uh, Warehouse Street and Island Pond Road. Do you know where that is? Um, kind of. I'm just, I'm just trying to picture where. Okay, now I know where it is. Sure, it's uh, it's on that street with all the warehouses. That's right. That's right. How did you not know that? I mean, because it's uh, let's put it this way: Warehouse Street. Uh, if you're going to say like Wings and Waffles mm-hmm. <clears throat> or the Renta Center, that is where you will find it. Wait a minute, Wings and Waffles? There's a place like that. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's something new. Yeah. That I, I'd uh, like to check out. I think we should try going out to uh, Wings and Waffles. Look at that. They're showing pictures of wings and waffles. Well, it's like chicken and waffles, a uh, popular southern dish. Yes. I think we should, uh... I think we should get uh, some samples from Wings, wings and, and waffles. waffles. I like waffles. I like wings. Well, there you go. They're meant for us. Well, I'm, you know, I'm not so sure how I feel about the combination of the two, but uh, I'm going to tell you, it uh, you certainly know, piques my interest. That was one of those things that I tried uh, down when I was down in Georgia a few years ago. My nephew orders this chicken, fried chicken and waffles Yeah, meal, and I'm like, chicken and waffles? He's like, go ahead and try it. So I did. It was absolutely delicious. Yeah. So I'm looking at their, uh, their website now. Sweet, uh, so sweet, much. sweet and salty. Yeah, see, I like, I like that kind of thing. I really do. Uh, a simple swap could soon cost some drivers thousands of dollars. Elaine Verilest from Belchertown fueled up at the Honey Farms off of Route 202 in Orange on Sunday. But when she got on Route 2, her car started to sputter. She said, somehow we made it home, but it was real close. This last little stretch here, it sounded like we were going to die on the side of the road. Well, that's a little, that's a little maudlin, don't yeah. you think? She wasn't sure what caused the engine problems until she checked social media and saw others had experienced the same problem. While filling up a tank can take minutes, Ed uh, Malinowski at Mal Brothers Auto in Chicopee explains it's a lot harder to get diesel out of your engine. That's what it was. She got diesel instead of gasoline. Well, you know, it's very easy to be, uh, you know, to get that mixed up. No, it was uh, it was the problem from the from the gas company. It wasn't the uh, wasn't the driver's fault. Yeah. She had other people. A viewer off camera with a similar experience is now coordinating with insurance. Elaine reached out to Honey Farms, but has not heard back. You know, uh, I seem to recall we had a stationed vehicle, and I can't remember whether it was the fire truck we had or uh, no. Actually, I think it was one of the stationed vans where somebody on the road crew accidentally put diesel in it. Yeah. And that uh, that was a very costly fix, if I'm not mistaken. I think you. It was like one of those accidental things, and I don't know how we did it because it seems well, to me that when the pump is green as opposed to blue or some other color, yeah. it's usually hey, this is something different. Yeah, I, I thought that the diesel nozzles were different sized than the uh, the car gasoline ones. I, I thought don't. that was a thing to make you say, hey, uh, well, I mean, you'd still put you'd still be able to put gasoline in your diesel vehicle, but 
I don't think you can put diesel in your gasoline vehicle with the nozzle. No, I don't think you're supposed to do that. It, all I know is it it, uh, it screwed up the van. Yeah. So this lady reaches out to Honey Farm. She doesn't hear anything back, and she's just said, this adds on to what's already been a difficult year. I've been through a knee, knee replacement through COVID. I was in the hospital with COVID. Then I got breast cancer, so I've been through a lot of treatments. I'm hoping for the best. My faith leads me through it, and I know all things will work out. That is a big like uh, poo-poo on everything else that you've been through. The lady's been through uh, hospitalized COVID, breast mm-hmm. cancer, yeah. and now she's got diesel in her unleaded fuel tank. <sighs> Some people just got a dark cloud hanging over their head. Like one thing after another. One calamity you know, following another. Uh, an Iranian man dubbed the world's dirtiest man has died at the age of 94. Let me guess. From some sort of infection because he didn't clean himself. No. No, not at all. Uh, Amu Haji uh, died Sunday in the village of Dezga, according to the Islamic Republic News Agency. He uh, had refused to bathe for more than 60 years, fearing it would make him sick. He gained notoriety around the globe for his unofficial title as the world's dirtiest man, and his life was even chronicled in a 2013 documentary called The Strange Life of Amu Haji. Uh, Villagers recently pressured him to bathe, and for the first time a few months ago, villagers had taken him to a bathroom to wash. And uh, not long after that, he fell ill and died on Sunday. I guess he was right. Well, I mean, you know, you hear all those things like uh, people who have bed bugs. They say that if you have... uh, you're more likely to get bed bugs if you have clean sheets than if you have dirty ones. Then you have dirty ones because the bed bugs don't like the uh, the dirtiness. Yeah, which but, is ironic. But after a while, uh, dirty sheets are just actually put this freaking gross. Listen, I lived with this guy in college. It was a it was a three roommate situation. Right. It was, a, it was an old student lounge turned into a dorm room. Right. So it was big enough for for three people to share. Well, this guy, uh, who we dubbed Pickles. Pickles? He smelled like pickles a lot. Ew. And then uh, his he never washed his bed sheets the entire semester. And I have a I have photographic evidence of the body outline of dirt. Come on. It's ju- I'm not kidding. It was like a, it was like almost like a you know like the microphone used to be here yeah. before they fixed it and cleaned it. It had that sheen of like oil on it and yeah, like, you know, like mouth stuff. Yeah, uh, that was what the bed looked like. It was disgusting. That's awful. Yeah, pickles. Pickles. Yeah. You know, I, I, have you seen pictures of the of this of this guy, the the world's dirtiest? Yeah, fella? I'm looking at him right now. Sixty years. I can't go six hours with want, without uh, wanting to shower. Yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I like a I try to be obsessively clean when I when I can be, but to go sixty years without you know washing your bits and pieces, man. I mean, can you imagine well, how much that must have stunk? You know, this guy is obviously uh, you know he's not like embracing any kind of modern technology here he's out in the middle of the you know the desert and he's uh just baking away in the sun i know but but uh, think about when did bathing become the norm like he might be like holding on to these old traditions of uh hey people didn't used to bathe years ago yeah. they didn't bathe as much as they used to that's a, that's a modern thing the whole idea of showers and everything like I, that i know but if you've gone 60 years without bathing Pretty sure that's going to have a negative effect in your Tinder profile. 
I don't think this guy even cares about Tinder. I don't think this guy's not, he's not looking for a date. Bumble? I'm looking for a dirty broad. Yeah, no kidding. Can you? We're having a, I want to have a lot of dirty living. Yeah. Swipe left or wipe left. You, I don't know which one you're going to do. See, I don't even know if this guy was wiping. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You, just don't even, you don't even know. See, that, that was, part's disgusting. There are some times when the human body basically just tells you, this has got to get cleaned off somehow. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I ran out of fig leaves. Yeah, it is pretty gross, isn't it? Uh, you know, I mean, there there's some days I can't even st- stand my own stench, and I and 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 I'm showering every day, sometimes yeah. twice a day, depending on what I've done. I can't uh, I can't sit there sit there and and stink. I would drive myself crazy. That's right, and I would drive me crazy too because I'm packed in this little box with you, you in a basement in East Longmeadow. And you would drive me crazy because I'd have to look at you been all unbathed and filthy. <laughs> And I'd be, I'd be doing this all day. Yeah, long. no thanks. No, no right. thank you. You're on Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to be rainy with a high of 69. Giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Foot. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Can't believe you didn't let that whole that that beautiful piece <sighs> of music uh, finish out. Come on, to the a, end. It's a great song. Uh, I'm just looking at the time and knowing that uh, you know, we have a guest coming up next hour. We do. Yes, uh, Bob Elmore. Yeah. He is a stuntman. I wasn't saying like we do. Oh, it sounded like he said we, uh, we do. No, I said we do. This is a guy, he's, he's, been, uh, he's an actor, but he's been uh, doing, doing a lot of stunt work since like the early 80s. Guy's been in uh, Pirates, the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh-huh. Casino, Uncle Buck, one of the Police Academy movies, being in John Mal- uh, being John Malkovich. And a bunch of others, and he's actually going to be in Springfield on uh, on Saturday at the Zombie Hideout on Cooley Street. We'll yep. uh, we'll let you know about that. Even have some tickets to give away uh, while we're talking to him. Absolutely, we got a we got a giveaway an autograph session. Yes, you can get an autograph and a selfie with the guy, which is pretty cool. Speaking of uh, of uh, of autographs and such, uh, the Mayflower Marathon. We're getting our uh, we're getting our guests together. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not have uh, anybody famous coming in to Springfield for this. It's mm-hmm. mostly going to be on the phone. So, yesterday I said uh, that we're going to have Carl Palmer as, uh, as as a guest. Carl is not physically going to be at MGM. He's he's in England and will be in England for the next uh, several months. But nevertheless, uh, he will not be coming down to the Mayflower Marathon. But I'm pretty sure we'll be talking to him on the phone. Oh, awesome. So that's cool. That's a good guest and uh, a few others. But uh, the Mayflower Marathon is just a few weeks away, November 21st through the 23rd at the our brand new location, the South End Market at uh, MGM Springfield. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. We will also take uh, donations online, monetary donations at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World, 413 Dumpsters, and many more. Getting all the details, rock102.com. The Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Liberty Bank, Gary Rome Hyundai, and Dave Miner, Exterior Home Improvements, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Giddy up. It's 657. CooleyDickinson.org today. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a beloved regional celebrity, it's my job to come across like a decent, level-headed fella. What it was not drawn towards eliciting intentional bouts of public outrage, but when it happens... There are a handful of people I could turn to uh, that would be instrumental in helping me restore my public reputation in case of a crisis. There are also a handful of people that I would not go to because, quite frankly, they lack the credibility to be effective in such a situation. This is why Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics and defensive tackle Aaron Donald of the L.A. Rams announced yesterday that they both decided that perhaps it's time to seek different representation through some other agency. You see, Jalen Brown and Aaron Donald, up until yesterday, were being represented by Donda Sports, the agency that has been founded by Kanye West. And while I'm sure he was doing a bang-up job when they both signed with Kanye last May, there seems to be a new direction going on in that company, one that may not be an appropriate place to hang out in, as Kanye has suddenly taken to sudden outbursts of astonishing anti-Semitism that could be perceived as negatively affecting those who have hired him. You see, it's hard to place your trust in an agency to handle your career, like negotiating contracts or to sift through endorsement deals, when the founder of the agency has been performing one of the biggest examples of intentional career suicide that many of us have seen in years. Why, just yesterday, Adidas announced that they were cutting ties with Kanye because of his statements. And Adidas were the ones that were propping up the dude's entire multi-billion dollar empire. Add that to everything else, and you have to wonder why Jalen Brown and Aaron Donald took so long to get away from this guy. Because I would have jumped off that sinking ship weeks ago when Kanye decided to grab his phone and take him and get some things off his chest. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. John, the manager of the Agawam Rockies, that dude has been busy. Expanded Carhartt department, a huge tool department, and all new Agawam Rockies. John and his Agawam team are eager to help you. Good people, rock solid service, and every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 and Sticks with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rainy with a high of 69 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, this Saturday at the Zombie Hideout, 362 Cooley Street. they got a big event going on. They're mm-hmm. going to have uh, uh, the guy that played Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Bob... Uh, Bob Elmore. Bob Elmore mm-hmm. is going to be down there from uh, from noon until 3 Right there on uh, on Cooley Street, three sixty two Cooley Street, and hang out with him, take pictures, get autographs. Yeah, this guy Bob Elmore has actually got a, a had, has has had an amazing career. Yeah, he's not only been on that uh, in that film, but also Pirates of the Caribbean, Casino, uh, Uncle Buck, uh, some of the Police Academy films. The guy's got a huge resume. Yeah, and uh, and we actually have tickets to uh, that event for Saturday. Well, it's a one. I think it's one person. I believe it's one person. Okay, gets a, an autograph and a selfie with with him. It's a meet and greet meet and, and greet. autograph. Meet and greet and autograph. You get session. to meet him, greet him, yeah, have one, him sign so something. One person gets that. Uh, you'll be put on a guest list uh, if you are the tenth caller right now at two nine three one zero two one. Well, let's take a call right let's now. Take a call right now. Yeah, my name is Bob Elmore, and I'm supposed to call in and talk to you guys. Hey, Bob, it's uh, Bax and Steve, or um, well, Bax and Nagel show, if you want to call that. He uh, calls it every damn well feel yeah. like calling us Bob. How you doing? 
good, and I do whatever I want, so there you go. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, uh, man, I- I'm looking at the uh, the credits on IMDb for uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It doesn't say that uh, you're Leatherface. It says Bill Johnson's Leatherface. Exactly. What is what is the deal with it? You're one. You're you're you are the guy who was in one of the most popular right. horror <laughs> films of all time. And why do you not have credit to be in that movie? Well, at the time, this was done. Where we do this? I don't even know. Eighty six, and uh, after the show had officially had ended because it was so crazy at the end. end uh, Toby Hooper came up and he goes, "You know, I'm thinking about giving you credit because you, you know, blah blah blah." And I said, "You know." You guys do whatever you want. I, you know, I, I made so much money on that show. I was happy to do it. I didn't right. care, <laughs> and didn't realize until uh, I don't know, thirty, forty years later. Uh, and I just said, you know what? Uh, that's fine. I know what I did, and I know what Bill did. Bill did three close-ups. That's all. That's all he did because he could not lift the chainsaw over his head. Are you? Is that why? That's he- why. Okay, here briefly, there was a, a scene where I jump out of a tunnel or something and I scare uh, uh, Stretch, yeah. Caroline Williams. So I jump out with a chainsaw, I hit something, sparks go off, and there's the first meeting between the two. And uh, so I did that. I think we did it three or four times. And then uh, now you have to realize it's 110 degrees outside, and in the tunnels it was about 150, 160. So it was extremely hot, you know, and every breath that you took hurt. So uh, I'm out. I go, let me out of here. So I go, and I'm starting to go back to uh, where the trailers and stuff are at. And on the set, everybody had a a walkie-talkie because they're always talking to each other about something or getting something. And I hear, you know, tell Bob to come back to set. Don't let him get unchanged, da-da-da, in on it. So up and got me, and I went back, and I'm going, oh, my God, what did I do now? I don't want to go back in there. Go in, and I said, what's up, boys? And uh, they said, well, um, Bill can't lift the chainsaw. You know, what? Yeah, he can't lift it over his head. I'm going, you're kidding. You know, this is the whole deal. This is all close-ups between, you know, the leading actress and the, you know, and the guy. This is the big, big deal. And they kept saying, well, he can't do it. And I said, okay, all right. Now, this is it. Close-up to me, her, back and forth, blah, 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 running down this stupid tunnel all day long. And that was the beginning of it. You know, and then uh, he, he just he couldn't do it. He said he got sick, so he was out for a, a long time with that. And then he was uh, not into the violence of the movie. And I was, you know, oh, God. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. You, this is, this is I, check I just, I'm, Texas. Just, I'm just telling you, this yeah. is what happened. And, okay. and so I, you know. <laughs> Did he not realize what he was getting himself? It's yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's 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 not a, a lilting love story between you know, no, a forbidden that's love. What it, I, that's what I said. I'm <laughs> kidding. What? what? Ah. So, I um, John Moyo, who is the stunt coordinator, he went to the production and he goes, hey, you want Bob to do this? You've got to give him another contract because he's an actor now. So now I'm working two contracts. I'm an actor and I double myself. And, oh, my gosh. And, you know, I was happy with all that because it was just a lot of money involved at the time. You know, uh, I sent home, flip, 
a check for one week. Um, I think that cleared, and this is 1986, uh, $27,000. Wow. Which was a pretty good take yeah. in 1986. Back, oh, man. I'm, yeah. You know, I, I, I told my wife, I said, please, please do not spend all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so I was happy with all that. And, but, and so now, many years later, some guy calls me on the phone and says, hey, uh, you, you did a Texas Chainsaw? Yeah, 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 why? Well, what about Bill Justice? I said, yeah, what, what about him? You know, well, what did he do? I go, nothing. And <laughs> He gets the credit. So, well, you know, and then long story short, now I started doing conventions and special appearances and stuff like that. And... I'm trying, you know, I, I had to tell the story about what happened and why I didn't get credit, you know, a million times. And now people are kind of getting it. So, and that's, you know, and, and that's fine. Have you, you know, I got a... Have, have you run into Bill Johnson since going, hey. Oh, I did, oh, oh, I did a, <laughs> yeah. I was doing a show with Caroline Williams in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh-huh. And the promoter of the show came up to me and goes, hey, Bob, uh, you know, uh, Bill Johnson's in town, you know. I said, oh, okay. And then I, they asked me, I said, would you mind if he came over to the show? So, you know, more people. And I said, fine, I don't care. So now I'm sitting down, Caroline's to my left, and then Bill's on her left on, at our tables and stuff. And I get up and I go over, and I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at his pictures and stuff, you know. He says, hey, Bob, how are you? And I said, hey. Hey, Bill, how are you? I just want to make sure you don't have any pictures of me on your table. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny, funny. Oh, uh, you should go. have said, hey, are you going to buy me dinner from all the <laughs> residuals that you're getting from oh, the movie the that you got credited in? Here's another thing that happened over the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, please, go I, on. I don't know. If you, you guys remember the Burbs? With, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Okay, there was a little snippet in there. Like a dream thing of, and there's Leatherface with a chainsaw, yeah. whatever, whatever, all right? And the first time I saw the birds, I go, wait a minute, that's me. So I called the union up, and I said, hey, do you realize what's going, uh, who's getting residuals for this little snippet here mm-hmm. in the birds? And they said, well, Bill Johnson. I go, what? I go, that's not Bill Johnson, that's me. When I had the documentation to back it up, so they cut him off. And I still get a couple cents here and there from uh, the burb. Oh, good All for right. you. Yeah, you yeah. had uh, checks for 50 cents. <laughs> you know, I, here's, I had a check. I don't know what it was for. The total was five cents. They took three cents out, and I got a two-cent check. Wow. Yeah. Hope but, you didn't spend it all in one place. <laughs> <laughs> this I is... think I kept it in... Turned out to be no good, you know. For so long, I didn't bother with it. This is a uh, Bob but, Elmore. This is Bob Elmore on the phone. You know, I'm, look, I'm looking through your, your credits too, and and uh, yeah, uh, it, I mean, there's so many great movies that you were in. You had the Pirates of the Caribbean, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, City of Angels. I, got, I did uh, I did the first one. You know, me and Johnny were up there just having a good old time. You know, what a great guy. And then I went back and I did uh, Pirates Three as an executioner. Right. And if that one, that one, I got credit for. It said uh, executioner Bob Elmore, and I didn't realize that. That's not up to you, as a you know an actor or a stunt person. That's up to uh, you know directors and producers and stuff. How right. that how that's done. So well, I want to ask. I want I wanted to ask you how you got into stunt work because I mean you're, you're talking about. I mean I'm looking at the twenty three, twenty four, twenty five movies that you were 
you were in. How did you begin even, it? That's not even all the stuff. I, you know, I've gone on there and looked, and it's, I, uh, I did a lot of stuff on, when I first started on TV. That was my first, very first uh, SAG paying job was uh, playing myself on Remington Steel and getting killed, which was I usually did. And, uh, you know, and it turned out to be a, a two-day job. Well, two days back then was, you know, almost $2,000. So that's, it was, it's a good day's it was, work. Yeah. It was a good deal, yeah. And uh, so that one, you know, I did that one and stuff. Uh, in fact, I just, here's the other problem that I may have with you guys, all right? Yeah. <laughs> is that I don't know how many concussions, now I remember what you asked me, but how many concussions I've had over the years. I have no, nobody has any clue, you know. Oh, I bet. And, and it's starting uh, every once in a while now of, Tried to, I can bring up stuff from a long ago, you know, a long time ago, and sometimes it just it just bleeps out, which it just did right now. Now I know that you asked me how I got started. Yeah, I went, holy crap! <laughs> you know, the, I don't know how many. It's so many over yeah. the years. Well, yeah, oh, geez. Well, maybe maybe we can ask Bill Johnson to fill in the pieces. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to write him a five cent check, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I uh. Started in um, uh, there was an amusement park out in California called Knott's Berry Farm, and they had a thing called the Wild West Stunt Show, where they there was a, a stage thing where you know the fights and high falls and all this stuff, da, uh, dialogue, and it was so bad. But that's how I got my start. That's where uh, we did a commercial. Got my SAG card out of that, and uh, when I got my card. And I don't know exactly what date or, you know, uh, it took two and a half years before I got a job. And in mm. two and a half years, I hustled, talked to everybody I could, you could talk to, bugged everybody you can bug, you know, and finally after, uh, after that time, I got that first job. And then from there, you know, it took a while, but I got going. And like I said, I did a lot of TV. I did original air t- a team, murder, she wrote cover up, Wow. Well, you know, I mean, there again, a lot of that stuff. And then I got into uh, um, doing motion pictures, you know. When those were run, if you got on a gig like that, that was a good deal. It was a yeah. lot of money. You know, so. Well, we know yeah, you, and you travel. Yeah. We know, we know you don't have a, a whole lot of time here, but uh, I just want to mention. Uh, you I know, got re- as much time as you guys want to talk. I don't care. I'm tired. Well, I guess what we're trying to say is we really need to make room for Bill Johnson. He's coming up here. Oh, hey, is he on the line? Because I like to say hi. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk to you, but. You're going to be at. Well, he's an a-hole. There you go. You're going to be at the uh, the zombie hideout on Saturday from uh, from noon to 3 on Cooley Street in Springfield uh, on the 29th this Saturday. Uh, it'd be great to see you. Bob, thank you so much for spending some time with us uh, this morning. My pleasure. You know, until so everybody has said hi, and uh, and hope they come by and say hi to me. You don't have to buy anything. Just come by and say hi. And one last thing before we go. Yes. Yeah. The Saw is family. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> I got you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, you bet. Yeah, thank you so much, Bob. I appreciate Bob it. Bob Elmore right. with Bax and Nagel on Rock it's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 69, giggity tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. You ever miss a part of the, uh, the Bax and Nagel show? Check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you look for podcasts, even on rock102.com. And uh, never miss the show again. Listen to it 
when it's damn convenient for you, not when it's damn convenient for us. Also, check out Backstage Musical Podcast this week. My guest is author Mark Wasserman. Uh, not only uh, an author and a podcaster, but also uh, the guy that started the very first ska band in New Jersey. His new book is called Ska Boom, an American Ska and Reggae Oral History. It's a real comprehensive, fascinating book. Check that out on rock102.com. All I heard was oral. That's I know. all I heard out of that whole thing you just did. I didn't expect oral. anything to land on you, really, yeah. when I was uh, talking about Mark Wasserman. But that's yep. the way it's going to be. Oral. That's yeah, the I only know. thing I got out of it. I know. I, I hear you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> News is next. 731 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's uh, And it's brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, here's your roundup of car accidents and shooting reports. Oh, good. Are you ready? Yes. The uh, Springfield Fire Department were called to 11 Emory Street around 2.15 this morning for a motor vehicle accident. According to Springfield Fire, one occupant was withdrawn. From what? Like society or withdrawn from the vehicle? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little bit withdrawn. A little unclear. Yeah. Are you here? No, I'm I'm withdrawn. I feel like I'm a mile, million out. miles away. The occupant uh, has been taken to a local hospital and appears to have non-life-threatening injuries. Hmm, there's only two of them to choose from. Which one would it be? <laughs> no word yet on what may have caused the crash. Uh, 22 News has contacted the Springfield Fire Department and will update the story as soon as more information becomes available. <laughs> sure they yeah, will. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> this will be forgotten in about an hour. A portion of Converse Street in Longmeadow was closed after a car hit a utility pole yesterday afternoon. According to the Longmeadow Police Department, Converse Street was closed from Dwight Road to Dickinson Street due to that car hitting that pole. And uh, according to Eversource outage map, the power was out for more than 600 residents for quite some time. You know, that story doesn't really give you the picture of what happened here. Did oh, you I know. see the car? Yeah. They had a picture of the car, like, in flames That's, underneath the telephone pole. Was uh, Do we know the uh, the status of the driver of that car? Uh, does not say. It does not say what happened. The picture I saw looked really bad. Yeah, it didn't look like uh, that would end too well for anyone. So hopefully yeah, they're okay. Again, we don't have any other information other than here's our police blotter. But when you post pictures like that, you almost want to know, my God, is the person driving this car all right or not? That would be a good question to ask. That would that. In fact, that was my first question. E- in my head when I saw that picture yesterday on the news. Even if you were told we don't have any information, that's what you should say. They don't even say that. Like, Even if you say, you know, the driver was uh, sent to the hospital, yeah. that's telling us something. Yeah, it doesn't even say that. I used to live not that far from there. Right. On Dickinson Street. <laughs> <laughs> Street. I know, it's a funny. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I know that neighborhood very well. Well, good thing you don't live there anymore. <laughs> well, it's been gone there for years. Two people were injured in a two-car accident in Springfield uh, last night. Uh, the Springfield Fire said around 6.30, firefighters were called to an accident involving two vehicles on Beacon Circle. Two people had to be extricated from the vehicles and were also taken to a nearby hospital. All right, well, thank injuries. you very much for yeah. the information. At least yeah. we're hearing something here. A photo shared by the department shows extensive damage to the front end of one vehicle. And then there was another accident over on Liberty Street where they say a large police presence was outside the state police barracks, which would indicate uh, that that might be a police station. 
or yeah, a place where police officers are in and out of there all the time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, simple swap could soon cost some drivers thousands of dollars. Elaine Vellerist from Belchertown fueled up at the Honey Farms on Route 202 in Orange on Sunday. But when she got on Route 2, her car started to sputter. What is that? That's the car sputtering. That's the sound of sputtering. Yeah. Somehow we made it home, but it was real close, she told the, the 22 News crew. This last little stretch here, it sounded like we were going to die on the side of the road. Now, she wasn't sure what caused uh, the engine problems until she checked social media. And then all these other pro- people were saying, hey, I got the same problem. Nobody from Honey Farms has uh, has uh, responded yet. So are they saying that she put the wrong gas in the tank or the wrong gas was in the tank well, she with, used? With other people having the same problem, it sounds like uh, there was diesel in the gas tank, in the gas uh, pump. You know, I never, I've never really spent a whole lot of time observing these, uh, these gasoline delivery guys. Yeah. You know, when they're unloading the uh, the tanks into the ground yeah but aren't those tanks generally marked as to which gas goes into which underground tank uh yes but sometimes depending on uh, what condition you're in maybe you had a bad day maybe mm-hmm. you weren't paying attention all that well right i've seen those those guys uh, they know what they're doing they're always smoking cigarettes outside when they're refueling the <laughs> they're ground always, always on their cell phones to yeah. you know spark up the fumes and he's like hey i saw this on uh what was that show with the uh, the scientist with bill nye the science guy no 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 the two guys, we were just talking about them last week the two guys that um, would prove things wrong Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Yes. Yeah. The guy's taking a cigar and he's dipping it into the gas tank going, hey, look, saw this on Mythbusters. Mm-hmm. Doesn't cause a flame when you stick it in the tank. I would think that that's a profession where there's a very low tolerance for mistakes. And I would think that a guy would have to be very, very distracted to put the wrong gas in the wrong tank. Clearly marked. And I'm sure it's not his first delivery. So obviously something is uh, amiss with this guy's delivery practice. What's, uh, what's the phones ringing for? Oh no! Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Is this? Hi, I'm calling from Connecticut. Yes. Uh, I was calling on that uh, gas issue. Yeah. Not diesel in the, in the gas. It's probably water. A water. 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 Interesting. And uh, I've represented a gas station that was accused of having gas uh, water in the gas. We had, obviously had a. Uh, the testing data and there weren't other incidents so there wasn't any water in our gas but uh that's what that's uh that's usually what causes the sputtering and if there's more than one car that uh has that experience they should get the uh uh the testing data they should have testing data daily that uh, will tell them there's water content and the one way you can tell there's water in your gas is if you're pumping and it's coming out very very slowly uh, when you see that happening, stop pumping because there's usually something in the gas that's uh, causing mm. it to go through a filter. Okay, but doesn't it anyway, also doesn't it also uh, slow down like in cold weather? And then uh, you know if everybody's using a gas pump at the same time, doesn't that also slow it down? No, each gas pump has uh, has its own pump, so huh. that's not going to slow it down if other people are, are yeah. pumping. I've oh. never I've never heard about cold weather making it. Uh, go slow but but i know that if there's water in the gas if you're if you're pumping your gas and it's going very very slowly 
uh, be aware that it's possibly water. Well, I think we've learned quite a lot of, of uh, here in this phone call. So thank you very much. Yeah, it's Dr. Octane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank All you. right. There you go. Hey, how about that, huh? We learn something new every day. <sighs> the more you know. We only had fact checkers here. (laughs) In January, a true leave employee in Holyoke died after inhaling marijuana dust while packaging pre-rolls. Now Holyoke City Councilor Linda Vacant is pushing for more regulations in an effort to prevent something like this from happening again. Tuesday night, the Holyoke Ordinance uh, Committee met to discuss the topic. Uh, Western Mass News met up with uh, Councillor Vacan outside City Hall prior to the meeting to discuss her efforts. She said, I immediately filed an order to try to be sure that if there's any way that we can coordinate and collaborate with the Cannabis Commission locally, that we would hopefully be able to participate in making sure something like this never happens again. Uh, and that's all the information we have on that. Hmm. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know much about this case. I know, I, I know that, you know, we've heard that an employee died working at this thing. That's the first time I'm hearing marijuana dust that she inhaled. Um, no, that's that's what I heard, too. That was like a couple of days ago. That was the uh, the cause of this. But I don't you know, I, but I don't I would have thought you know, a place like that would be, you know, ventilated and clean because of the regulations that they have to abide by. But, yeah, but this may just be one of those you know aberrations that it sometimes happens but it's uh, it's tragic uh yeah it's very tragic but it's uh, it's it, there's seemingly no explanation of what you know a medical report or anything like that right you know uh there's been a lot of talk about how insensitive it is to dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween maybe you should do that at the uh the still no steve or, I'm sorry the uh the rumble, the, the rumble seat. seat no yeah. i wouldn't do that because that would be seen as as uh, insensitive and i as you know i am the epitome of sensitivity ebay even uh, banned the sale of Dahmer costumes last week what's a Dahmer costume you know uh it could be a guy with a like a you could wear like you know blonde hair and glasses yeah maybe pushing around like a like a blue uh, barrel full of body parts so they're um, banning Dahmer if it has the tag tag Dahmer on it. Yes. But you can get around those filters by saying, hey, I have a serial killer costume here. You could, but mm-hmm. I think if everyone, if anyone has seen the uh, the miniseries, they, mm-hmm. they probably know what they're looking for. It could probably identify a Dahmer costume pretty well, easily. Uh, plenty of people are still doing it anyway because the Netflix show is so popular. And now this, a pizza place in Lubbock, Texas called Capital Pizza has been catching heat for a Halloween decoration that shows what Dahmer's favorite pizza might look like. The toppings include fake eyeballs, severed fingers, a fake ear, noodles that resemble intestines, Uh and there's a sign under it that says the Jeffrey Dahmer special. (laughs) To be clear, it's only a decoration on their front counter, (sighs) not something on their menu, but some people still think it's inappropriate. The manager uh, says one of his waitresses came up with the idea and made it as a fun prop. Despite the backlash, he's keeping it up until Halloween is over. Yeah. He you should know, keep it up until Halloween is over. <clears throat> you know, I can uh, I can understand the dark humor uh, behind it, but I also totally understand how the victim families <laughs> feel about this, too. Yeah, I so get it's, that, it's, too. It's not but... just that it's insensitive, but that people are profiting off of this disgusting and horrible story. But whose fault is that? 
is that the media for hyping it up? Like, oh my God, you gotta watch what this guy is saying. Is what this guy did. You should you should see all the things that he did. So we turned it into a theatrical performance. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't people jump on that bandwagon? The the question is, should they have jumped on that bandwagon to begin with if it didn't, in fact, benefit the victim families? It's like, you know, like one of the reasons why Jeffrey Dahmer's father never got his book published is because he was looking to keep the money for himself and didn't even consider the idea that maybe the money Okay. Raised by the sale of that book should go somewhere else. But how many other people have had offensive uh, costumes or things? You know, OJ was the biggest joke going for many years. Yes, he was. And still is to this day because he has Twitter videos that he likes to put out. Because everybody wants to know what a what a, a double murderer would say. Yeah. What, like, what's the juice got to say about today's news? He kind of, like, he shouldn't be doing that. No, he's certainly not helping that, himself that, at all. See, to me, that's more offensive than somebody dressing up as OJ. OJ being this, you know, oh, everybody wants to listen to me. I got things. I got opinions. Man. Yeah, except uh, no one cares about your opinions because you, at the end of the day, still the murderer of two innocent people. But again, uh, allegedly, where do we draw that line of what's offensive I don't, and what's not? I don't know. I, I don't know why we just can't uh, you know settle on being like a hot nurse or a hot nun or something like that. You know, those are costumes that we can all, you know, we can all sit here and appreciate. Oh, the hot nurse, hot nun thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I always like those. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, those, those are, are good. Yeah, you want to dress up uh, like you're a loose lady <laughs> this Halloween? Listen, don't we all feel a little bit better? With the objectification of of women by you know sexualizing them in in, uh, in an inappropriate way, as opposed to focusing yeah, on this, this as opposed to focusing on See, a serial killer. Thank you for proving my point. This is exactly what I was getting at. You know, there's so many things out there that could offend any number of people, but because it's Jeffrey Dahmer, and you know, there's enough. Uh, hoopla to say this is wrong yeah La- ladies i hope you know where i was going with that i wasn't yeah. trying to be misogynistic i was just trying to show the hypocrisy of the world by the way i've never been in a hospital and seen a nurse dressed that way not once no and i find that to be mm-hmm. disappointing yeah was her name nurse boner or something like that not that day yeah i don't know your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 69, giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It's 64 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. From the grocery store. Hey! Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 750 and the Romantics with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 69, giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It's actually going to get really cold next couple days how like, surprising that uh, by november 1st it's going to get a little chilly yeah i know but it, we, we just had 70 degree weather yesterday it's just <laughs> it's just it's it's weird and it's you know yesterday i'm, I'm outside at a, at a sporting event 
And I'm like, do I wear a sweatshirt or don't I? Because it's like sort of raining. It's like. Well, it's muggy. Of, it's also a muggy, muggy day. Yeah. You don't expect that on October 25th. But then it was cold inside my house. I couldn't figure that out. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Eddie, it's 64 in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, join uh, Bud Light and Ro- the Rock 1 2 Road Crew this Sunday from uh, noon until 2 at the Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield as the Patriots take on the Jets. Be sure to enjoy one of Tap's signature Bud Light Towers. Or uh, for the uh, the craft beer crowd, go to the, uh, the try a Cisco Forever New England IPA from uh, Nantucket. There'll be prizes and a chance to win a pair of tickets to a Patriots game, uh, the Patriots Jets game on November twentieth. That's this Sunday from noon until two at Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield with Bud Light and Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock. You know what time it is, Bax? Uh, Seven fifty one. Yeah, and it's time for a benchmark. Do you like benchmarks? Okay, sure. Yeah, okay, I right. like benchmarks. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. That's a technical term, by the way. Benchmark. That's a radio industry term. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a benchmark. What's your benchmark? View from a couch. Oh. Yeah, that's what that I is. I didn't realize that's what that that's was. That's what that is, yeah. yeah. Man, yeah, you learn something new after uh, 18 years of working in a place. Welcome to radio, Steve. <laughs> hey. Welcome. Hey, uh, clip number one, a great-grandmother out of Oakland, uh, California, saved another senior citizen from being robbed in broad daylight, armed only with her cane. Here is Miss Faye talking about why she had no fear of being a crime fighter. Fear never crossed her mind, because I'm crazy, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. It's just something that's in my nature. I do things that doesn't bother me until maybe a couple hours later. That's the way I've always been. Oh, she you go. like you know brain this guy or what? The, what did she do? Yeah, she uh, she beat the crap out of him with the uh, with with the with the thing. You know, if you step into the pitch a little bit, you could probably get some warning track power with that cane. Yeah, she spotted a vehicle she thought was a rideshare driver cruising down the street. That's when she says a young man came out of the sedan and attacked her elderly neighbor, who's also in her late seventies. She said she knew she had to jump into action. In the video, you can hear her yelling for her German Shepherd Troy to come out and help. Since Troy was in the backyard, Miss Faye ran out with a cane to stop the attacker who was grabbing the neighbor's purse. She even used her cane uh, to hit the car several times, which led to the suspect dropping the purse. She's Good for ba- her. She's a badass. No kidding. You don't mess. You don't mess with these people. I'll you tell don't. you what. Sometimes it, you know the elderly look feeble and weak, mm-hmm. but when you get them all pissed off, trust me, they can they can throw down pretty good. Here is a uh, in a clip number two. A Minnesota man is facing charges after accidentally shooting himself in the leg with a concealed gun while coming out of a corn maze. That seemed like a mistake. You know, I've been to Randall's many times. That has never happened over there, <laughs> ever. You, the only holes in, uh, or, in Randall's or are the donuts, donuts yeah, the apple the cider donuts. donuts. <laughs> Apparently, he was trying to get the corn out of his boot when the firearm went off. Here is witness Tom Karate and Officer Elliot Faust talking about the situation. All of a sudden, I heard this bang, and I thought it was fireworks or something. Everybody was having a good time. The kids were laughing and playing and having a ball, you know. And then that happens, and, you know, it was really upsetting. He was removing corn kernels from his boot by bending over at the waist, and that's when the firearm discharged. Yeah, maybe you're carrying it for personal protection, but you also have to think about the people around. You have that responsibility to make sure that you're making good decisions and that you have the equipment and that you're conducting yourself to keep everybody safe. He was removing corn kernels from his boot. What How the hell do you corn kernels get in your boot? I've been to several corn mazes and I've never had a corn kernel pop into my boot. No, you follow the path like like a like a normal person would. Uh, this guy sounds like an idiot. Sounds exactly like an idiot. Yeah, anyway. And then he's shooting his gun off. Yeah, yeah. Corn mazes should be like a gun-free area. Leave 
leave there should be a, like a table wherever you can leave all your weapons uh, your your, your your throwing stars your nunchucks yeah your, like your, they used your, to have in the old saloons check your guns at the door exactly yeah anyway uh, here's clip number three there's a new makeup trend according to TikTok for girls and women who want to look like they've just been crying oh that's good yeah that's every bad. girl's dream here's makeup artist Zoe Kim Keneally uh, giving a quick tutorial on how to get that look. You know how we look good when we cry? Here's how to get the look with makeup. So we want that puffy, soft lip, right? We're going in with a soft-spoken lip by M Cosmetics. Next, it's really a monochromatic moment. I'm going in with a double-cheeked up palette by Fenty Beauty, over my eyes, under my eyes, on my cheeks, and of course, my nose. Next, we're recreating that glisten in our eyes with some liquid glitter on the bottom lash line and my favorite vinyl effect by About Face. Put it where you want shine. The Cupid's bow is a great area. The lashes got to be curled, okay? It just completes the look. But most of all, the gloss. The gloss. Everything that just came out of that woman's mouth sounds to me like an adult on the Charlie Brown cartoons. She was depressed, too. Who the hell thinks a woman looks at her best when she's been crying? Listen, man, this is the new thing. If you're not depressed, you're not cool anymore. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. That's them. That's where all the cool kids go. But if you've been crying um, as a man, my first thing is... What did I do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How was this my right. fault? <laughs> Uh-oh. She's crying. That means there's something up. I did something wrong. Uh, a well-known. <laughs> well, uh, this is a, what is this? Number four? Is that yes. what we're on? The, uh, the clip number four, a well-known British radio host, Tim Goo. Go? Ga? Goo? Goo? I don't know. G-O-U-G-H. Go. Go. Tim Go. Well, he ain't going anymore. He died on Monday while on the air during his morning show. I heard about this. Go uh, suffered a uh, suspected heart attack at around 7.50 a.m. Ooh, just about this time, right? Yes. At his home studio in Lackford, uh, whatever, Suffolk, I guess. He was only 55 years old. Reportedly, this was the last video he posted before his last show. Good morning, Suffolk, and indeed good morning to wherever you are. Welcome to the Garden Studio. We are moments away from going live on air with the breakfast show this morning. So make sure you join me from 7 o'clock this morning, live on Gen X Radio Suffolk. We'll You'll see you then. dead on Suffolk. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't appear he was actually doing a break live on the air when it happened. No, no. I think it was in between. In between things, although I got to tell you, I, I I know what it's like to die on the radio too. Really? <laughs> you know what? Me too. <laughs> it was like six and a half months of dying every single day. Or just feeling like you're slowly dying yeah, inside. Yeah, it's yes. like uh, somebody's just turning the knife one little notch every <laughs> single day. Uh, but he was re he reported he reportedly was playing "Gray Day" by Madness when that happened. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that song. Yeah, though. well, yeah. Well, not the song I'd want to go out to, know, but no, uh, yeah, no. what are you going to do? It would probably be a Tom Petty song, I... in my, my luck. <laughs> and it's going to be the worst one, too. Yeah. Like, You're so bad or oh, something like that. I one. hate that song. It's uh, it's 7.58. <laughs> That's Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.11 and Led Zeppelin. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 69. Giddy tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It is 64 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, you know what? Uh, I know we, were, we just said we were going to talk about 
But let's talk about something else. Okay, good. Okay? Um, these grocery stores. Uh, you ever buy an avocado? Sure. Yeah, you tell how ripe an avocado is by just squeezing it? Uh, yeah, you could do that. It's very complicated, though. You know what I mean? Because you don't know whether the thing is ripe. You know, when I have an avocado in my house, it either goes from like a rock hard uh, mass Mm -hmm. to like a squishy mess in like a couple of hours. Sure. It just seems like that. Well, a new gadget is on the way that can tell you exactly how ripe avocados are. It's called the Ripe Finder. Does it only work on avocados? Uh, well, it uh, debuts. I don't. I don't know. It debuts at the trade show in Orlando this week. First, uh, you use your your dumb brain to find an avocado that might be ripe, right? <laughs> okay. Then you put it on a scanner that uses AI to tell whether it really is or not. Okay. Yeah. How does that work? Uh, if it's not, I don't know. If it's not ripe yet, it'll tell you when it will be. Like your avocado will be ready in four to five days. Well, duh, that's what it says on the sign when you pick them up. It says uh, ripens in four to five days. Yeah, but then you could also get an avocado that's like right on the cusp, and you wait four or five days. Yeah. You open the thing up, and it's nothing but you know brown and black. Yeah, so it might At be- At that ha- point, it's no longer a good avocado. It might be helpful for anyone who likes to plan out their avocado eating several days in advance. I know uh, I do. Uh, the point is to cut down on food waste. So you could buy three or four avocados at once, knowing that you won't get ripe all at the same time. And depending on the level of ripeness, it says, also says things like, your avocado is ready for a salad. Or if it's overly ripe, it's better for guacamole. You know, uh, there's a there's a guy on the TikToks, mm-hmm. okay? And he's like uh, one of these, uh, like, no food waste at all yeah so he'll he'll come up with like ways of like you know you know grinding up food scraps and like you know using this fertilizer in a in a, in a garden or you know making tea out of something yeah that uh, you, know, you would normally throw in the trash i can't respect people like that that's no, what we either. that's why listen i just spent a fortune on on trash bags at costco uh you know that my scraps are going in there they're going and they're biodegradable. They're going to go right into the right into the uh, into the ground or into the oceans where they uh, normally drop all the plastics. And that's the way it's going to be. You know, I, I had a discussion with uh, uh, my girlfriend the other day and we were talking about uh, grocery shopping. And like it's not just like finding like fruit and vegetables that mm-hmm. are like good to eat. I was telling you a few weeks ago, I went to Aldi's. Yeah. Now, Aldi's seems to have vegetables that are just ready to go bad, or they are bad, sitting on the shelf. Now, you're also saving because you're buying other items there that are, you know, generically, you know, the the, the no-frills versions of all the things that you would buy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a stop-and-shop or a big Y. But as far as the, uh, the like, the fresh fruits and vegetables, it's, you, in order to... Tr- and I don't even know if this is saving money, but you're going to different stores, picking up different things in order to try to save money. But how much gas are you wasting driving back to each store back and forth to, to do that? Right. You know. See, I'm less thinking uh, so much about how much gas I'd be wasting. Yeah. Uh, you know, going from store to store. But if I were on the if I were buying produce that was like on the edge of rotting. Yeah. I'd be more worried about how much I'd be spending on co-pays in the emergency room. 
well, uh, when I catch that uh, listeria I just got. Uh, as far as I know, and I, I think Dave Ratner explained this to us once, like those, like the vegetables and fruits that are in like the stop and shops, for example. Yes. When they're about to go, and they still have like an abundance of these left. They sell them at a discount price to places like Aldi's or a Price Right or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you're pretty safe with, like, potatoes and 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 things of the like, because those last a little bit longer anyway. Right. But uh, the fresh fruits and vegetables, that doesn't that doesn't fly. See, I'm the only one in the house that eats uh, fruit. Yeah. Uh, Jenny will say she won't eat fruit unless it's in a muffin. Kind of respect that, actually. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like a muffin with a piece of fruit inside? Blueberry. Like uh, you know, strawberry, uh, raspberries, mm-hmm. uh, huckleberries. They're all delicious. I think that's about it. That's about it. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I, so when I'm buying the produce, and it, it's usually me who's doing the uh, the grocery shopping, you know, I, I, I kind of, for the most part, know what's good and what's not. Yeah. You know, like if I look at a tomato and it seems like not real red, it's still kind of like pinkish, you know, yeah. I'm probably going to pass in that tomato. But when it comes to like a like an avocado, I can usually figure it out. I don't know if I need a, like a fancy machine to help me figure it out. Well, I mean, I always like buying the local vegetables when they're available. You know, like the farm stands and all that stuff. You yeah. buy the, the tomatoes. Tomatoes uh, from the grocery store, no matter which one you're getting, they're not, from, they're they're not, not the same. They're not. They, they just have. They don't have that flavor to them. Many years ago, I was uh, I bought into a uh, one of those CSA things. Yeah. You know, like those farm share. Yeah. That's a show uh, with uh, Mark Harmon, wasn't it? No, that's CSI, but no. you're very close. Uh-huh. This is CSA. This is a uh, this is a, a farm share where you pay uh, a certain fee, and mm-hmm. then every month you get the more vegetables than you could possibly eat in a month, and uh, and some of them were like fantastic, yeah. And and sometimes you'd get stuff like you would never normally buy, you but you get it and you just try it, and you know sometimes you like it, sometimes right. you don't, but. It was an interesting way of doing it. You knew you were getting good stuff because it's coming like right off the farm. Right. You know, so and you know that uh, you know some of these farmers, uh, you know, begrudgingly have to use all those all those Monsanto additives to keep the bugs away. But you know what? A little washing, what could possibly go wrong? But I kind of like doing it that way because it benefits the farmer. Right. And you know, you're getting decent quality vegetables and fruits. When yes. You, when you get that. Stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't like I wish there was a there was like a store where you could kind of get everything all at once. You know what I mean? Like all the different from all the different stores. Well, isn't that like I want fresh fruit? Like I would get at a big Y or a Stop and Shop, but yeah. I also want discounted items like uh, you know uh, mac and cheese in a box that uh, looks like regular mac well, and they, cheese, those, but it's not. Those stores discount their like their own generic brands. It's not the same though. You're not getting the same deep discounts as you would. Like, you know, I went to Aldi, and the box of macaroni and cheese was only like $1.59, whereas opposed to the generic version of the Stop and Shop version is two fifty nine. dollars It's a dollar it, more. It, but did it taste like a $1.99 box of macaroni and cheese? No, it actually tasted pretty good. Yeah, see, I, mean, I haven't been to the Aldi's. You got to go to an Aldi's. I went to the, I, I tried going to the Aldi's, and then I, you know, then I realized I needed exact change to get a cart. And I said, well, yeah. I am not going to participate in this kind of shakedown. See, that's just to make sure you bring the carts back to the, the corral so you can get the 25 cents back. See, that's, see, to me, that seems like a, like a extortion. No, no, 
That's because they don't want to hire somebody to walk out and pick up all the damn carts that are out in the parking lot that uh, people like you just leave out in the middle of nowhere. But isn't that the way it goes? Now you're eliminating an entry-level position? You know, how many many managers of major uh, shopping store, you know, grocery shopping chains started off doing exactly that job? Where are they going out? Where are they going now to create their uh, their careers in the uh, the, the food industry? I, I I don't know the answer. Well, I'm not to the that. kind of guy that wants to eliminate <clears throat> jobs. I am not so, going to spend my loose change on a cart. You know, we've brought up this topic now of the returning the carts to the corral thing. We're off the fresh fruit thing. Now yeah. we're onto the real serious part of this conversation. Okay. You got to return the cart at least to the corral out in the parking lot. Says who? Well, first of all, there's a couple of different, there's a one guy up in New Hampshire who's, uh, he's like the cart monitor or something, and he goes and confronts these people, and he slaps stickers on the, well, he slaps magnets on the back of their vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, saying that they're like, they're they're poor human beings because they didn't return the cart to the cart corral. Listen, you don't need to confront anybody over it. We all know you're a scumbag by by you by the action of you getting in the car without <clears throat> taking the cart back at yeah. least to the corral. I think scumbag's a very very strong word. I would say it all depends on where you are parked. If I'm parked right next to that cart carousel, don't you worry about a thing. I'm going to pop that thing right in there. But if I'm as many as five or six parking spots away from the corral, then tough. Then yeah, you know, tough whatever. I I'm See, not walking all that way. Do you know? Do you know what kind of person I am? I will take my if I'm parked far away from uh I I won't go all the way to the front of the store if I'm on the other end of the parking lot. Okay, but I will go to the first available cart corral, and even if that means two or three lanes over or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I will also grab other carts to that corral while I'm walking. If I see uh, some scofflaw who left his uh, shopping cart right there next to his pickup truck, I'm going to take that with me along with my cart. Well, aren't you a show-off? No, I'm not a show-off. Those people who do that don't want to be out there doing that all day long. That's not their main job. They have other duties inside the store. Let me give you an example of bad uh, parking lot design. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this prevents me from going out of my way to return the card. In Wilbraham, uh-huh. the big Y at yeah. the Wilbraham. Mm-hmm. And try to imagine this now. Okay, say so they've got the 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 car the, the the cart carousels. Okay, right. but there are medians in between the rows of cars, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason. There are there are there are parts of this parking lot that do not have access to a cart carousel. You literally have to go around the median mm-hmm. to get into the cart carousel to put yeah, your cart you back. Pop a wheelie with the cart and drive it over the median. I am a fay and uh, weakened old man. I can't be expected to pop a wheelie over and destroy perfectly good uh, landscaping and mulch work. For that. I believe we have cart experts on the phone. Okay, fine. Yeah. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Paul. Hey, uh, has anybody ever thought of um, hitting another car with a cart? I just had my car bashed into by a cart in a parking lot. Oh, yeah, see, that's the danger. That's why you got to bring the cart back to the cart corral. Well, listen, you got to also pay attention to what's going on around there. You can't mean, you know, this is, you know it, if a, if a cart's decided to, to break free and roam around the parking lot, got to keep your eyes open for that kind of thing. 
Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Yeah, always happy to help. Say it's damage. See, You're risking damage to other people's uh, property. So my point is, mm-hmm. I've got the cart, right? And let's yeah. say I'm parked within the two medians. Am I going to go all the way around to return the cart? Or am I going to try to jump, you know, you know, do like a evil Knievel type of thing and mess up all that mulch? Yes. Yes, you are. Because then that would give a message to the grocery store saying, hey, you may need to redesign this a little bit. Otherwise, you're going to have cart uh, tracks through I'm here all the time. I'm telling you what, I, I, don't know how they, I don't know how they're surviving over there with that kind of design. That's how, that's how you know uh, the carts have been there, the fresh cart prints. Yes. They've just been hanging out, corralling in the parking lot. That's right. Yeah, waiting to attack your vehicle. Now, would it be enough to put just the front wheels on the median and just leave the back wheels on the blacktop? No, no. That's, that's not good cheating. enough. That's cheating. I don't think that's cheating. No. I actually think that's you know doing uh, like a, showing partial effort. Like you're, we get partial credit on t- on a test. You know, don't pull that old man stuff with me. You're too lazy. Is what is what it really comes down. Uh, again, to. Again, I find these to be very harsh words. No, you don't care about other people who are are. You know, having to do that job. Did I or did I not just talk about those entry-level positions? I am. I do care about uh, the little people. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they make you do... Listen, they make you scan your own groceries. You should be able to bring your own cart back to the corral that you took out. I don't scan my own groceries. I, I always stand in line to inconvenience myself and others. I wish we had a Publix around here. They carry the groceries out to the car for Ooh, you. Ooh, I would like that. I know. No kidding. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 825 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hey, everybody. 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy. Reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, lots of car crashes and shootings in the last couple of days. Uh, a portion of Converse Street in Longmeadow was closed after a car hit a utility pole Tuesday afternoon. According to the Longmeadow Police, Converse Street was closed from Dwight Road to Dickinson Street due to that car hitting a telephone pole. According to the Eversource outage map, power was out for more than 600 residents. We don't have any idea what happened to the driver, if the driver is going to be okay, if serious, whatever. But it looks pretty damn serious from that picture. The car was like a ball of flames. Yeah. And nobody in that neighborhood can uh, get in contact with us because their power's out. Yes. Well, that was yesterday. I'm pretty sure the power is back on in Longmeadow. Listen, when the power goes out in Longmeadow, uh, it doesn't stay out for very long. There's like a... (laughs) There's uh, there's uproar over that. Oh, I'm sure there's uproar. But, uh, but, you know, listen... a lot of older houses up in uh, in Longmeadow. Yeah, they're, they they you you lose lights and power all the time. The Enfield police are investigating a shooting in the area of Church Street yesterday morning, according to Enfield Police Chief Alaric Fox. Multiple shots were fired in the direction of 129 Church Street as well as from the inside the residence uh, just after 8 a.m. Chief Fox says there were no reports of any gunshot injuries, but an individual was taken to the hospital for medical treatment. One individual who was being detained attempted to run. Uh, from the scene, but was apprehended after a brief foot chase. 37-year-old Hassan Iverson from Maryland has been charged with interfering in uh, possession of drug paraphernalia. Iverson has currently been released on uh, $5,000 cash bond. He is uh, scheduled to appear in Hartford Superior Court on November 22nd. The Enfield Police is still conducting an ongoing investigation. If you have any information, you're asked to call them. The Tuesday morning shooting. That seems like a, like a like a weird day of the week to let all your frustrations out. It is an odd time to to do that. Usually, that's a, like a two. I could see a Tuesday night. 
Not even a Tuesday night. I mean, I, you know, I, I, you know, to me, like Tuesday would be like the day you don't want to get involved in these kinds of situations. Yeah. Not like there's a good day to get involved, but Tuesday definitely not. I'm staying in on a Tuesday, most Tuesdays. I'm not even leaving the house. Yeah, Tuesday I don't really feel that much. I mean, Wednesday's got to feel. Thursday's got to feel. Friday's got to feel. I feel Mondays. Mondays? I don't yes. really feel Mondays. Oh, I feel it. I feel Mondays when I get screwed up with the like a long weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like every and then all of a sudden Tuesday feels like a Monday. And you know, then you're screwed up for the rest of the week. I don't know what it's uh, what it's like for you in your home. Uh, I know that like Sunday nights. I don't know what it is. But it's about Sunday. I can't fall asleep on a Sunday night. The one night of the week I need the most amount of sleep to come in and do this stupid little show. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep. Like, like, last Sunday was up to probably like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Listen. Could not fall asleep. I'm going to solve all your sleep problems right now, okay? Mm-hmm. What you need to do is you need to get uh, a 10 milligram melatonin, right? Yes. You take one of those. You take a you take a 10 milligram uh, gummy. Yes. Uh, cannabis gummy. Yes. And then uh, you take a pint of pop-off. Yes. You will sleep like a baby. But then I would sleep until Tuesday. Yeah. Well, you started on Saturday. Oh, I see. Okay. And then you'll wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on Monday morning at uh, probably 3 a.m. I had no idea you were such a uh, sleep expert. Well, I have learned all my uh, expertise from the sleep number bed. You've heard me talk about that many times. I have. Yeah. it's uh, They're a little pricey, aren't they? Yes, but can you really afford another restless night's sleep, Max? Not on a Sunday, I That's can't. That's right. Halloween, of course, is just around the corner, and uh, 22 News did this story about uh, how you can keep the holiday safe and enjoyable for loved ones with dementia. Like many other traditions, there are a few modifications families should make to help relatives living with dementia be more comfortable. Alzheimer's Foundation of America advises family caregivers to play relaxing music or engage in a quiet activity such as reading a book or watching TV to help decrease agitation or distress. I didn't even think about that. That's mm-hmm. actually a good story that they that they've brought up. Good topic because I don't. I mean, I didn't. My my sister took care of my mother, so I wasn't there when that happened. And I, <clears throat> they had a pretty busy neighborhood, I would think, for Halloween candy. Right. Uh, but I don't think there was never any prob- issues arising from that that I heard of. But I can see that happening. You know, somebody knocking at the door every two seconds or mm-hmm. ringing the bell. Or- any Anytime you have someone with with uh, dementia or any cognitive mm-hmm. issues like that and you put them in an, in an environment or a situation that is out of the norm yeah. or not something they're used to, they have a real hard time getting through it. It yeah. causes a lot of anxiety for them because it's like, you know, they're not used to people. You know, you know, ringing the doorbell or knocking on the door or being someplace they're not used to being. You should avoid putting up interactive decorations that talk or scream when someone passes by uh, decorations. That can be scary and upsetting for someone living with dementia and cause them to wander off. Try not to have costume strangers continuously knocking on the door because it would also be frightening to your loved one. Yeah, the other thing is you could turn all your lights off and not even open your home to that, mm-hmm. and people still knock on the damn door anyway. I know. That's why our lights are going to be off. Right, but you you don't think there's anybody that's going to walk up to your house with a flashlight going, hey, let's just uh, check to see if this guy is... Uh... I would hope not, because one, I'm not going to have any candy for you, and then two, if my lights are off, that would suggest I don't want you there. When I was a kid, there was a house in the neighborhood. He like ran a dental office out of his basement of his bi-level home. Yeah. 
And he would give out toothbrushes. What a jerk. And apples. Oh, what? Right out Toothbrushes loud. and apples. Come on, man. This is the one time a year where you're allowed to be. Uh... I have said this for years. Any one of you people that thinks that it's a great idea to dole out healthy snacks on Halloween is just asking for trouble. You absolutely are. I don't want you. As a kid, I wouldn't want a healthy snack. I want candy that's going to rot my teeth out. I want to work on my early stages of, uh, of diabetes. I don't want to be having, like, you know, granola. I don't, I don't want you know, something that's made of fruit. Yeah, I don't want your can of overnight oats that you made. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and overnight need... oats are probably really good. I've been meaning to try those, by the way. The overnight oats—they're actually quite good. Yeah, yeah. I—I've—I've I, uh, I've heard the process. My girlfriend started making them, and uh, she was like, "Oh, you got to try these overnight oats." I've yet to try one, and they look really good. It's sure, like a parfait. Who doesn't love a parfait? I love a parfait. Everyone loves a parfait. Parfait sounds too much like barf, though. That's the problem. That's the you're thing not that putting I get a that. barfait together. You know? You're putting a buffet of parfait. I know, but it sounds like barfait. It kind of looks like barf, actually. Well, yeah, if you've got the chia seeds in there and your your uh, your your oat milk. There's a lot of things that uh, look like barf that we all eat. Oatmeal itself is looks like vomit. Well, I know it does. Hard to hard to argue that. Disgusting. Officials at the Mass Lottery are preparing to make the case that the legislature and next administration should provide it with more money for advertising as it faces the dual threat of an increasingly competitive gambling world and inflation that gnaws away at players' disposable income. Uh, Though the lottery has posted some of its best years on record recently, headwinds have been uh, mounting in recent months as economic uncertainty and expanding menu of gambling options have sent lottery sales into a slide in Massachusetts and across the country. Lottery sales in September were down $40.3 million, or 8.9%, compared to September of 2021, and every single product in the red was in the red for the month. Though one quarter of fiscal year 2023, lottery sales are down $60.6 million, or 3.8%, compared to the same period last year. Interim Director Executive um, William Bracken, uh, Mark William Bracken, uh, told the Lottery Commission on Tuesday morning... Uh, Oh, thanks to uh, fewer prizes claimed uh, so far this year, the lottery is only behind last year's profit by a pace of $13.2 million. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I don't have any sympathy for the lottery. What are you talking about? These are these are hardworking folk. Uh, are they hardworking folk? Sure. Really? I don't. I, I no. really don't. I really don't know what the people at the lottery office do. Uh, of course. They're, they're like sounding the alarm bells. Like, this is some big thing. Like, this is, oh, my God, nobody's buying scratch tickets anymore. They're all going to the casino. You know what? You got your hands in that, too. What the hell are you complaining about? Actually, I don't I don't really know if that's entirely true. If it's, if it's because, like, in Massachusetts, you've got, you know, two casinos, or two and a half casinos, and uh, that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, damaging your, your the sales of scratch tickets. I think what's really damaging the sale of scratch tickets are, you know, Powerball and Mega Bucks. That's where the real money's at. Yeah. You know, I'm right, I, you know, listen, you, know, you just had, uh, you know, I, I just bought a whole bunch of quick picks the other day, hoping I'd be, I wouldn't have to come in here today. But yet I'm here because I didn't win. Whereas I, if I buy a bunch of scratchies, I know I'm not going to win. 
And I'm not, and if I, even if I win, what am I going to win? Like 25 bucks at a time? Please. It's the same chance you got to win in the Powerball or the Mega Millions. It's less. It's less? The Powerball is less. The, I don't think it's, it's not the same odds. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're more likely to win on a scratch ticket than you are on a Powerball. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Right. But I'm more, but I'm more likely I'm going to win a fantastic, life-changing jackpot on Powerball and Megabucks. Again, stuck behind somebody yesterday buying damn lottery tickets. It's like all I want is this coffee, and you need to sit there and make all your little bets on your slips and your yelling out numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know they're doing that daily number thing. Oh, uh, take uh, one, three, four, six. Uh, first all, exact. First all, uh, across the board. You know they're yelling out don't, like, terms, don't. and I don't like. What are you talking about? Like, just get out of the way. Yeah, don't most of these places have like a little area to fill out your your slips? It's not about. Yes, they do have the area to fill out slips, but then you got some owners of these places going. Oh yeah, I'll just take the bets right from you and put punch them into the machine. Yeah, that just that's... takes extra long. I don't like doing that. Meanwhile, your coffee, your piping hot coffee, is getting cold. You standing there? Mm. That's not right. Speaking of getting cold, uh, it's going to be warm today. It's, uh, rainy with a high of sixty nine. Giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of sixty three, and then the temperature drops into the thirties for the rest of the week for the overnight lows. That's going to be wonderful. It's 64 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Now through October. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 68. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 63. It's uh, 64 in, uh, in downtown Springfield. The uh, RD26 Foundation is, uh, you know what? I lost the thing. Where did I lo There you go. I lost. RD26 Foundation has been formed. To honor the memory of Ryan Doyle from Wilbraham by uh, helping others. And the goal of the foundation is to assist programs and individuals to improve and positively impact lives in Ryan's memory. And, of course, they have the uh, second annual Run for Ryan 5K and One Mile Walk, and that is coming up. And in the studio with us this morning is Ryan's mom, uh, Dee Doyle. Good morning, Dee. How are you? Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Banks. Thanks for having me. Did Not you say Banks? Did I Banks? Say Banks? Yeah. Well, how much do you want me to donate? I mean, oh my that's God. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's quite all right. It's quite all right. I've been called much worse. Uh, Dee, tell us a little bit about about Ryan and 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 what uh, he unfortunately had to deal with and, and go through. Um, well, Ryan was my son, of course. He was my youngest, and uh, he was a great athlete. He played um, football in high school, baseball in high school. He was the captain of the football team, and then mm. his junior year started having knee pain, and it turned out to be osteosarcoma which is a form of bone cancer. So um, he endured many surgeries. It was just, we caught it too late. Yeah. Um, but through all this, he was positive. He was just a really great kid. Just so uh, people understand what the uh, what the foundation does, RD26, tell us about what you're hoping to achieve with, with all this. Well, we created the foundation in 2019 after Ryan passed away um, to help other people by giving them financial donations directly to people with that are affected by childhood cancer. Mm. And uh, and so last year when you did this event, and this is the, this is the second year you've done it, mm -hmm. last year you had almost 300 people, or Correct. over 300 people participate. Over 300 people participate. Which, you know, for a first-time event is fantastic. It I mean, it, what a, what a, what a great, uh, you know, great outpouring that must have been. Yeah, we were overwhelmed with the participation that we had. Um, with the help of 413, mm -hmm. it was a very easy way to make money for the foundation. 
you know, I did, I did a, uh, I did the benefit uh, while, while Ryan was still was still you with did. us. You might have even met him. And uh, I didn't <laughs> meet him that night. And he had, he had a, he, he had his leg. One of his legs was amputated uh, during this. Uh, the, all the treatments that he was going through, he had to have one of his legs amputated. Yeah. And then uh, when they, when when I was told that he wasn't going to be there that night, I said, "Well, that must be tough because he's probably, you know, dealing with with, with something with a leg." He was playing basketball. He was. That's that was the that was what I was told that he was out. I mean, it's such a such a strong, uh, resilient young man. He was. He was like, yeah, I really yeah. don't want to go there and be like the cancer kid. I'm just yeah. going to show up later on in and, the night, and he did. Yeah, and then when I did meet him, he uh, when I did finally meet him, he you, you could just tell his personality just kind of like that that glowing personality spread to the other people that were that were standing there in the room, and I'm sure that he did that. Uh, all over the place. It wasn't just, you he know. He did. He during... did it everywhere he went. Yeah. From the hospital to every event in, and school. He was able to graduate from high school, which was great. But I think that his positivity and his attitude just has made this yeah. foundation what it is today. So, the, well, I was going to say, the uh, the event is uh, Saturday, November 12th. Correct. And uh, it's a 5K run and a, or a 1K walk. Right. Or a no K, just stand around and watch it all happen. Correct, and just hang around with some fun people. That would be the category I would go to, that, like the uh, <laughs> the stand around, watch everybody else run and walk for a while. But uh, if someone wanted to participate, uh, what should they do? Well, they can go to the rd26.org website, and there's a QR code that'll bring you right to the sign up for the race. And you can do the race uh, person or virtually. You right? can. You can do it virtually. How do you do that? Is that like a thing you sign up? You you just run you, around your living room you for a while. You, you tell everybody you ran uh, three point two five miles. You could really. You could, and you'll get a shirt. Oh, here's my money. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and the okay. shirt, the cutoff date for the shirt is Halloween. So we're hoping yeah. more people sign up before next week. And it's uh, it's thirty dollars to participate, Lord. That that's the uh, the donation to to run. Thirty dollars, yes, and twenty five for under eighteen for students. Uh, it goes up after November first, right? It does not go up, but it you're not, not guaranteed a shirt. Oh, well, there you go. So now, you have to so. go buy some other stuff. We felt a little special because I not only did I get a shirt and a hat, but I, you, you brought in a big bag of Halloween candy for us. I did. Yeah. It's always yeah. nice when a nurse brings you diabetes for a <laughs> Wednesday morning. This is great. Thank yeah. you. But I just want to say yeah. other th one other thing. We've given out over $50,000 in the past year. Really? To families. Wow. Usually like $1,000 at a time. And is there like an application process for that or is no, it just... It, it was mostly word of mouth or through the help of some social workers. And um, yeah, okay. COVID was hard to do it, but we managed yeah. to do just fine. Yeah, I can imagine. But, uh, but, but it's a great organization. And again, the run is uh, November 12th. Is it November 12th? November 12th. Where? Okay. 10 a.m. Right. at Minichog. 10 a.m. at Minichog. Starts at Minichog. Starts yeah. at Minichog, ends at Minichog High School, and it's flat. There's no hills. There you go, RD, and it's rd26.org? Correct. All right, there you All go. Right, very All good. Right. Thank Dee Doyle, thanks so much for joining us Thanks for having me, and it. thank you to everybody who supported this foundation. You bet. Good luck. It's uh, 8.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 